Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As anticipated, Game Week 15 brought rotation to some highly owned names like Darwin Nunez and Musa Diaby. Joining me, Mark Jobling, on this latest fantasy football community podcast is Lewis, aka FPL Reactions. Lewis, we we both had to watch Liverpool and Aston Villa keep clean sheets without using Simicas or Matty Cash at all. And cool. and I also have to ask you, did your recent purchase of more salad jinx him? I think I broke him, Mark. I think he's broke. And do you know what? The worst thing is he didn't actually play the full night. He came off early as well. So I think it was like, is it the first time that he's come off early all season? Yeah, it's almost unheard of. If it was going to happen at any time, it would be this time, of course. But uh, but yeah, that's just typical that often uh, a lot of us have put the armband on him for captaincy in that match. And I think his underlying stats weren't too bad, but to be taken off... Summed up a week, really, because Thursday night's action, if it wasn't bad enough with some of those other problems with Salah Blanken and Harland Blanken, is that so many flags came up last night, like little knocks here and there to popular players. So it feels like all of a sudden there's a lot of fires to put out and not a lot of time. It was an all-around disaster, wasn't it, game week 15? Like just an all-around disaster. Did you also get, I think, did we both get 35 points? Yeah, yeah, 35 points this week. That's fair enough. And I think, well, for me, that's, well, I thought it would be a bad game week, to be fair. I think we were saying beforehand that it just didn't feel good. So, yeah, a slight red arrow down from like 361 to 372k, that's, that's pretty tolerable. But what is intolerable is the number of problems that have come up. So, Sun... You don't have Sun anymore, but Sun was limping at the yeah. end of the Spurs game. The cells sort of was, although that sounds more of a dead leg. The big one is Brian and Bumo, just as just as he's been bought by many people, he's been ruled out for weeks now. And then after that, he's off to Afcon. So that that's that's him out with the frame. Uh, those rotations mentioned before that that that's made a lot of fairly popular defenders quite insecure now. Mm-hmm. Um, we did ask recently in a pod, was it time to give up on Sun and Cash? And for differing reasons, the answer might now be yes, uh, depending on. Yeah, I think with with me, it was it was because I um, I sold Son didn't I to to kind of enable Salah. I did I did feel like man, that Manchester City game was a game that he could return in, um, just you know with the, with the way Tottenham play and stuff. But overall, I think I, you know, I, I I've been okay. I, I like I, I was lucky that Son didn't get a return last night um, against West Ham in a, in a, in a sense, but I think Tottenham just aren't at it at the moment, are they? No, that's that's well, they went one nil up here as well, so it made you think that the the winless streak would end, but but it didn't. Um, thanks to Jared Bourne and James Ward Prowse, so it's five without a win now. Sun's blanked in four of those five. Um. And yeah, it's it's Spurs against Newcastle on Sunday, which I suppose it's it's putting a team that can't win against a team that can't win away. So that's the game. <laughs> Makes for an interesting game. I suppose I should just run through my game week fifteen team. Um, like you said, I got I got thirty five points. Debravka, um, double clean sheet down with Trippier as well. Trippier was close to I felt a couple of returns, but. 
It just wasn't meant to be. Along with the injury crisis that everyone seems to be having, I had Tyreek Mitchell from Crystal Palace, who is also injured. So I'm kind of awaiting news, I suppose, on on kind of his status, just to see where he's at. Simicast was obviously rotated, fully rested. Saka picked up return. Had Cole Palmer, who scored. So he he picked up my biggest return. He got eight points. And Bumo obviously scored and then got injured. Salah blanked with the captaincy. Harlan blanked. Watkins blanked, although could have could have maybe got something out of that game. And um, Darwin didn't start, but but obviously picked up the assist. Now the the full rest for Simicast didn't work in my favour because we and we talked about this a lot, haven't we? Um, having squad depth during during this kind of busy period, and I don't have any because my first sub was Matty Cash, who didn't play. And then my second sub was Lamptey, who was injured. And my third sub is Chuck Romaker, who is also oh. injured. So, yeah, I'm, I'm then, at a point, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, that's that's it. Squad death. I mean, we, this is stuff that we knew was coming. We knew this would happen, but it doesn't make it feel any better when it does. So we knew these people were risks, but we're kind of hoping to have uh, sort of reverse jinxed it a bit, but no Simicast. I was the same as you. I had Simicast start cash first sub and that, that sort of, uh, I sort of didn't go well at all. And yeah. that's two in a row for cash now. So he's got to be a style, hasn't he? He's got to be, but then there's so many other things coming up too. Uh, enough for me. I sort of did. Uh, did you, did you buy the Brav- the as well? Yeah, I brought in Dubrovka this week. I was tempted to bring in Lasalle's, but he didn't feel he didn't feel long term, did he? I think with Botman returning soon, I kind of kind of felt that I had to go for the for the Dubrovka Dubrovka pick, like many. Yeah, did the same here. Did Dubrovka for Turner, so that made the Ariola surprise injury not so not so terrible. Um, although it was. It was on the verge of looking like a masterstroke with Dubravka. It was going to get a double clean sheet with him in Lascelles, but then Newcastle—they're just absolutely exhausted. It was, it was, yeah, it was terrible to see. And I do, I do fear for me as a supporter. I do wonder how bad it's going to get before January because this was—it's the same eleven every time. It's, it's, it's painful to see. But it, it was sort of almost a nil-nil which would have been great in FPL terms, but uh, a couple of trippier howlers, like really bad mistakes, uh, gave it to Everton. Says, I wonder, are you right about Cole Palmer? I forgot to mention him. Yeah, that was a nice, it's nice to get, as a new signing, it was kind of nice to get him score so soon. And at least Mbumo, before he got injured, at least did assist on Saturday and, and get a goal this time. So it wasn't a totally terrible signing. It's just, a shame that such a precious tool um, of, of transfers has to be used on selling him so quickly. It's all over the place, really, at the moment. Uh, the Areola situation for for those who didn't go to Bravka, that was just really unlucky. It it, it was a, a wrist injury that wasn't mentioned at all. Even in today's press conference Friday, David Moyes hasn't gave any sort of real. Update. He's kept it vague. The only, the only optimism is that he said that he, the thought he would have made it last night, but he didn't. So maybe that suggests that it was close. Yeah, because ideally you don't really want to be starting Dubravka against Spurs, right? Not at all. No, there's something about Dubravka that. No offense to the guy, but I just the confidence in in the team just is absolutely plummeted now that. Pope's been injured and Dubravka stepped in goal. I think I associate him too much with like the Steve Bruce years, uh, which was a generally grim time to um but I just I just can't see yeah. Dubravka keeping Premier League clean sheets and stuff like that. But oh, we yeah. was it feels we were so close to that Newcastle clean sheet. I think you, I think you made it until was it around the seventieth minute? Was it nil nil or I think it was seventy nine. It was something like that. Oh. It was it was pretty late. And then Trippier, you just he had the ball and he just sort of like I don't know, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it an air kick, but he just sort of he did something so simple and just missed the ball and then McNeil just took it off him, dribbles, shot one nil, and then the second one was bad, and then Beto three nil. It's just it's not good. And the worst thing is 
I don't think I think Eddie Howe only made a substitution right at the end when it was three 0 but you know, you, you, it would have been another game without any substitutes, um, and unfortunately, it'll be the exact same eleven at Spurs on Sunday yeah. as well because that's all there is. But the only thing is, you, you said about Lascelles there. I, I, I do think Botman. I mean, it might not be this week, but by next weekend, game week seventeen, you would think that Botman could be back, and Wilson and Barnes could also be back. I, th- I think that's when the first two or three names might be starting to drip feed back into action, which which does sort of endanger LaSalle's as an option. So the Dubravka transfer kind of came at the right time for, for those non-trippier owners because it, yeah. it, it keeps the Newcastle defensive coverage, it gets rid of the Areola problem, and it frees up a defensive slot if only there were good defensive options to put there. Yeah, well, exactly. That's it, isn't it? So next up in this sequence of fast-paced deadlines is the one on Saturday at 11 a.m. UK time. And we want to provide you, the listener, with a bunch of good players to buy, whether it's to replace Mbumo or Areola, the rotated cash, whatever whatever other frustrations need disposing of, quite frankly. So before that, Lewis, would you, would you recommend this might be a good time to take four-point hits or even eight-point hits? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is about being conservative and not wanting to take hits is that it can it can come back to bite you eventually. I mean, if if you if you're struggling to field a starting eleven, then you just simply have to take a hit, and especially if those injuries are kind of long term. You know, we 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 know that Ambumo is 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 going to be out for a few weeks now. So even if you know, even if it takes a hit. You, you you have to you have to do it right and I know it and I know taking hits is not it's not loved you know it's not like um something that we're comfortable doing as FPL managers but we just simply have to do it sometimes and I think if we're if we're basing those hits on players that we're bringing in that are that are good long term then I think then I think why not it's it's just um it just makes sense doesn't it yeah I, th- I think if you contemplate and using hits when getting 11 players out is in jeopardy then it makes a lot more sense because in theory not that it always works like this but in theory you sort of get two of those points back through appearances certainly if it's a midfielder yeah. or an attacker so if if you have a combination of right if it's a subs bench like you just mentioned you have and and you also have sun and Bumo and someone risky in defense, then then it might have to be a hit just because you've you've sort of made up half of that deficit just by playing because there's nobody yeah. else. And yeah, if it's if it's something that fixes a few medium term problems, then like if that's gonna really strengthen the squad over the next few weeks because who knows how much worse it's gonna get over Christmas. Uh then it it could be a good tactical there's definitely times when it's Fine to take one, and and this, depending on how these press conferences go, could be, could be a time. Yeah, and I mean, and Bumo's out, so he's he's definitely, definitely needs to go, doesn't he? And if if you've got cash as well, then potentially cash could be could be worth a hit because obviously they've got Arsenal next. Is he even going to start with the way that Aston Villa have been performing at the moment? It, probably not going to start, you know, but. He might still feature, which is an issue, isn't it? Because you can't you can't keep getting one points off the bench, and, and so yeah, that's what that's where I'm at. I think if you if you're going to take a hit, then then probably now is the best time to do it with with all the injuries. Obviously, wait for press conferences, you know, await news, obviously. But I think just don't worry about take you know don't be scared to take it if you really need to, especially if you also have. Not just in Bumal, but Musa Diaby, because um he's similar to Cash and he was benched for both games this week. Um he was yeah. they weren't simply rested for Bourne at Bournemouth, rested for the city game. They, they were out for both of them. And when Leon Bailey scores and Diaby's replaced, that, that really puts doubts over him as well. So if you have Diaby and Mbumo and you have one free transfer, uh taking a, a hit to replace both of them could be could be good. Which which sort of names have you? Would you recommend? Yeah. 
Gordon's well, probably I mean, one. Yeah, I mean, there's two obvious ones, isn't there? There's there's two players that are kind of sticking out at the moment in the in the community, and like and rightly so because the fixtures look really good. So the first one is obviously Cole Palmer, who plays for Chelsea. I think we talked about him on the on the latest episode that I, you know that I thought he would just come straight back in, and you know at the moment he is our he is our most influential player in the games as well, and you can, and you can see that when when you are watching the games. And, He's obviously on penalties. Chelsea are doing well in terms of expected goals. And some of the fixtures Chelsea have got coming up, you know, there's a long kind of sea of green, you know, Everton, Sheffield United, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Luton, Fulham. So there's, there's Palmer is a great transfer in because he's he feels like a long-term one for a busy period as well. And, you know, you don't want to be making short-term transfers, you know, knowing that, a player has tough transfers and you'll probably want to get rid of him soon. So Palmer kind of fills that slot. So you don't have to worry about that particular spot for, for, for a good few weeks unless obviously something serious happens. So mm-hmm. I really like Cole Palmer um, this week. And obviously me and you have bought him, haven't we? Yes, we've both bought him. Um, I, I, I got him for, I'm starting to lose track of which, which game numbers are which at the moment. So, <laughs> so we were about to have 16. I bought him for 14 along with Mbumo. Um and yeah, it was it was nice to um get that first goal from him. And it was an open play, I think, wasn't it? So yeah. Uh that that that's there's that accusation against him shaken off already. So yeah, he's, he's he does make sense. The only thing potentially is we did a piece on on Scout about Christmas turnover, like the, the gaps between the, the three Christmas New Year matches and Chelsea's is joint worst. Playing on Christmas Eve doesn't really doesn't help with that. Um, so those three are, are pretty tight together. So if there is a time to rotate Palmer, especially with Nkunku back, um, that c- could be one of those three. But yeah, I mean, Posh Posh has to be really careful now, doesn't he? So I mean, he, you know, he he is our he is he is Chelsea's most like like I said, influential player. And I think when you're struggling for results, you kind of don't want to rest them, do you? So I think there's there's that that's going for Palmer, the fact that Chelsea don't look great at the moment and and to secure results, you play your best players. So, he, I mean, he has got that on his side in a sense. Yeah, that's it. The, the results do impact it as well because I was thinking the other day about Haaland, like will Haaland get the full Luton game? And you're thinking, well, Man City have not won in four games. I don't think even the, I don't think Pep's going to take any risk at all because there'll be such a desperation to start getting three points on the board again. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Exactly that. There's no position to to do that sort of thing, and it could be the same with um, with Chelsea. I guess it's been loss win loss over the last few. So yeah, Palmer's a good shout. I suppose I should probably speak about Anthony Gordon, who yeah, yeah, I was going to ask, name. yeah. So the, 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 there are concerns about Newcastle's, well, tiredness in general. It's, it's the same eleven every match, every few days, um, and it's 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 visibly showing. It's it's really, it's uh, the Rochelle of the team, really. But th- but then at the same time, at home, Man United were beaten and, and, and Chelsea were beaten. So it really is Jekyll and Hyde home and home and away performances. Newcastle away. I think there's been 10 away matches in both the league and the Champions League, and the only win was the 8-0 over Sheffield United. I don't expect a second win to come at Tottenham, despite their situation as well. Um, And Gordon, yeah, as a consequence, probably does take a hit just because of the team in general. Barnes, as I mentioned, could soon be back, so that that could eat, eat into his minutes as well even though Gordon has been a, such a hugely important player for us so far, Eddie Howe showed in the the Dortmund game, away in Dortmund, he he, he started Gordon on the bench because he, he sort of, he, he's careful with how he treats his key players' minutes. And when yeah. Newcastle have, I think it's Fulham, Luton and Forrest over the Christmas few matches. Um, and if Barnes is back by then, he could easily start Barnes over Gordon for one of those just to preserve him really so there are there are some concerns over Gordon 
going into the period ahead, right? Yeah, there are. And he, he's, he's gone up in price a couple of times and he's, I mean, no doubt it'll probably be the most bought asset by the time Saturday's deadline comes. And he is a good player and he is a bargain. But uh, personally, I don't think I'm going to get him. Are we? Are we kind of? Can we? Can we kind of categorize Palmer as as a um, as a, a better kind of pick than in in that sense over Gordon? Because there's a lot of people that own that don't own any of those two, right? There, yes, there's a there's a considerable number of people who have neither, and I think well, Palmer's cheaper. He has penalties. Um, he might be slightly more nailed, but then. In terms of team, I don't know. Personally, I would say Palmer. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. I think I would agree. I think I'd, I think I'd say Palmer. But I mean, for those that don't want to get any of those two, or that have got one and not keen on Gordon, then I do think there's there's a few more options that that we could go for. One of them is good old Jared Bowen, the player that we all sold. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. For me, I think he he's been so consistent this season, hasn't he? I think he's has he scored in every away game this season. Yes, so he's he's scored in seven consecutive away games, and he's only the third player to have ever, ever done that in the Premier League. The other two were Aguero and Van Persie. Van Persie went on to extend that to nine away away matches. So um, Bowen is away at Fulham at the weekend. So um, if 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 you believe that players have these things in the back of their minds, Bowen has a record to chase here. So seven consecutive away goals in away games. And he didn't score any away last season. So he's completely flipped it around. Yeah. So like for, for me, you know, he's got an away game next against Fulham. Fulham look a little bit better, don't they? But they, I mean, they have been beating teams, poor teams, a poor, Shaf- uh, a poor Nottingham Forest. Sorry. So for me, I, I personally, I'm considering bowing back in. You know, we've we've I've got Palmer. We've already talked about Gordon and and the risks had. No, that's not saying that he's not a good asset, Gordon, because he he's probably going to do well, isn't he, in the run ahead? Yeah, in some games. But I just think for me, Bowen Bowen will also do well. You know, he's he's kind of their talisman, isn't he? And you know, he had that knock, and everyone sold him. And, and I, the minute I sold him, I was a bit like. And and when I knew he was fit, I was he was one player that I was really regretting selling. I mean, we had to, right, because of the injury. But looking back, you know, he he is a player at the moment that that I still want. You know, he's got Fulham, Wolves, and United. Okay, Wall. Okay, United may not necessarily be a fantastic game to target, but if you if you look after if you look at after United and Arsenal, he goes he goes on to play Brighton. Who were conceding every game? Sheffield United and Bournemouth. So that the fixtures, although on the FDR, may seem tough at first glance, and you could even look at the Arsenal game and and, and see that yes, Arsenal are considerably better at home, but it's an away game for Bowen, isn't it? So you just mm-hmm. yeah. you, you just don't know. And I re- yeah, so I really like I really like Bowen. Obviously, I lost value on him when I sold him, but. I just think he's he's another great option. Another interesting option, as well as Foden, because we know Pep's probably going to play his best players. Foden started, what is it, the last nine or ten league games. So he's also coming in a bit of form. He's been scoring in the Champions League. I think he got his first goal in the Premier League last week. So yeah, Foden is another option. But the one one kind of really under the radar pick that I think that I think could and he's also really, really cheap, and he, he enables a lot of money to be spent elsewhere as well. Is um is Garnacho from United? He's only four point seven million, and he's not had a lot of interest, and it and it kind of surprises me. Yes, there are other options, um, but I I just he so he's started the last five league games for United. For me, he's probably been the best player. In, in in terms of attack, I can't I can't think of it. Okay, Mc, McTominay, but I don't think McTominay is is a sustainable pick in terms of position or form. Um, but I, I really like Garnacho. You know, we've seen him score that wonder goal. He obviously got the assist, um, a, a, an assist against Chelsea. 
but he's looking really, really good at the moment, isn't he? And for 4.7 million as well. Yeah. I mean, we had Andres, Andres Pereira last season and he he was kind of a similar, well, cheaper price and everyone loved him. And, and Garnacho is just not kind of getting that sort of attention at the moment. Okay, it's Bournemouth next, but then they play Liverpool, West Ham who are conceding goals, Villa who can't keep clean sheets and Nottingham Forest and Tottenham who are both conceding. So the FDR can be slightly kind of, you know, it's not it's not the way it's not as the way we look at it. It's um, the fixtures look okay for United, and I just really I I just I just think he's he could be a great pick, Garnacho. Yeah, I sort of was going to mention him as well because that at that price he he can do great things to the squad, as you said, sort of. It's probably his spot to lose in the team. He's he's got a streak of starts. Rashford, yeah. Anthony, Sancho, for, for for various reasons, are not in favor right now. So, but he's he, he's the price of a of a bench player, but he won't be a bench player, and that could do great things because, as we've learned about squad depth recently, it would be great to have some. So, if you could downgrade a midfield that's a four point seven Garnacho, you could have a decent third striker and then you can really, really be prepared for, the, for a few weeks yeah. where yeah. Sun might get a knock, but it's okay because you've got a, a, an eighth attacker there. Palmer might get rested for a match, but it's fine because you've got an eighth attacker there. Especially if someone has a good match during blank 18 as well. If you have a third yeah. striker or a fifth midfielder who has a good fixture to cover Salah's absence, uh, Haaland's absence, that would be really useful. And of course, not long after that, there's the players off to Asian Cup and AFCON as well. So again, mm-hmm. Garnacho allows you to have an eight, an eight-man attack. And honestly, right now, that feels like a really good way to progress, in my opinion. I, I probably will go for Bowen, like going back to him for a minute, because it, it does hurt to reverse the, the sub of two games ago, because it was Mbumo for Bowen. Yeah, to reverse that the loss in 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 money is awful. But I just love Jared Bourne as a player. I loved owning him. Um, the totally agree. Totally good. Um, I did like the fact that the downgrade to Mbumo freed up some money. It was kind of getting excited about what could be done with that. But yeah, um, had a little mess around last night, and it's not too bad. So yeah, it's either going to be Bourne. Oh yes, maybe looking into a a Garnacho sort of situation, Garnacho, and then using the next transfer to upgrade Archer up front. What about Sterling? Raheem Sterling, he's on four yellows though. That's the thing. Well, what do you, what do you think about the about Sterling at the moment? Firstly, I've been noticing doing all the stats work this season. Like I'm always in the the members area of FF Scout doing the uh, doing pieces, and he's always been there as the as the individual with most penalty area touches this season. So he's yeah. he's getting the start, he's getting the involvement. He ranks fairly highly up up the midfield rankings. Hall potential, um, very explosive. I I do like him. The, the, the main questions are: Would doubling up on Chelsea be too much? And you could buy him and then he instantly gets his fifth yellow. And that would, in hindsight, look yeah. quite silly right now. That's it. I think when, you, when you're looking for players to bring in, especially during this kind of period, you want players who you know, you know are going to play. And with, with, with being one yellow card away from a suspension, it's just it's not ideal, is it? And we also don't want to really be doubling up on the Chelsea attack because... I mean, Chelsea haven't... The fixtures are there for Chelsea, don't get me wrong, but, you know, with Nkunku coming back and, you know, and, and rotation and the yellow card, it's very difficult to, to back, you know, Sterling or a double Chelsea attack, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a tough one, really. Um, too many eggs in one, in one basket. Um, and then another name that probably should be worth a mention because he scored eight goals this season, Huang He Chang. Yeah. Uh, just Haaland, Salah, Son and Bourne have scored more. And he has he has Forrest up next, West Ham up next. You know, as as Ariola owners will tell you, West Ham is a 
is a good opponent to have. Yeah, defensively. Um, he he he's. There is sort of a feeling that, well, every time we say it's unsustainable, he scores again. But, <laughs> but he is going. He is exceeding his underlying stats, and it, it does make you think. Well, is it too late? Is it too late to get on to him? But he's he's certainly worth a mention because he's having such a great season. Yeah, hundred percent. Totally agree. I think he's a good option. Obviously, I think he's on. Is he on four yellow cards as well? He might be actually. And also, want to say is he is he on penalties? He took a penalty the other day, I think, as well. That's that's sort of a pro and a con mentioned right there. Yeah, but, and, and yeah. obviously the Asian Cup is coming up as well. So that's, yeah, that's the big thing, isn't it? Again, it would be a short term, short term sign in there. Which sort? Of, which defenders are you looking at? Are you, uh, do you have uh, oh God. enough breathing space to make a defensive transfer right now? I've got no breathing space. In fact, I'm going to have to hit um, out a defender this week. Um, the, I mean, there's a, there's a couple, isn't there? There's a couple of defenders out there, and none are massively convincing. You know, you you have to look at the the, the Chelsea fixtures. You you simply have to, obviously. Reese James is just coming back um, from, you know, an injury. I feel like I've said that about a hundred times in my life, but <laughs> he's coming back from an injury. We he didn't start the last game because he had some knee pain. Now, I mean, that's good and bad because it's good that we know there was an issue there, and that's why he didn't start. And it wasn't kind of rotation, but it's bad because it again, it's a constant reminder that Reese James gets injured a lot. So. It kind of rules him out. I mean, he is he is a risk. You know, he's he, he. I would call him a pun at this point because if he's had knee pain, is is he is he even going to start the next match? I mean, I, I would predict him to start, but then does he make it to second half? You know, there's always doubts there with Reese James. So mm-hmm. for me, I think it, probably the standout is is Levi Colwell. Obviously, we've discussed. Um, We've discussed that Kukurella can play as well, and we have Baddy Shill coming back and stuff. But I just think that he is one of our best defenders at the moment, whether that's playing in centre back or left back. You know, he's he's versatile. Potch trusts him. You know, he he's he he is a, he's a great defender, and I think he's he's probably going to start all but most games for us. And I just think at four point six million, with the fixtures ahead. He, he he just he just feels like an easy you know an easy swap over. Obviously, if you don't own Simicast, then then I'd probably even bring in Simicast. But even Manchester City, you know, yes, it's not been great for Manchester City this season, but they are probably going to start keeping clean sheets, or at least we hope so at some point. The ah. underlying stats aren't terrible, <laughs> not as good as what they used to be. But I mean, I would, I would probably, if I was going to go for a Manchester City defender, you'd have to go for Carl Walker, right? You know, he's, I think he started the last ten matches straight for them in all competitions potentially. I need to double check. There might be about seven or eight, but the point is, you know, he's he's kind of the most relied upon at the moment. It seems. Obviously, I, I still think Newcastle defenders are worth you know, going for. I would still back Trippier happily going into, you know, the likes of Fulham, Luton and Forest. The thing is with Trippier, he's he's so he's so, he's such a creative machine, isn't he? You know, it was just every every single game he looks like he could get an assist. So I think he leads the way actually for assists in and, and that's compared to all players in the league. I think he's on seven or he's level with with Nato potentially. So there's not a lot of defenders around, but I, I would still back the likes of the Newcastle defenders, Trippier mainly. Well, Trippier is still quite quite ahead of the next best defender in terms of points. He, he's he's quite far ahead as the number one scoring FPL defender. Uh, the one thing that sort of could have been held against him is that, and it's it's harsh because he's he's so good at the creating, but. That yeah. he doesn't take many shots. He's more of a creator. But in fairness, he's had a couple of free kicks recently. He's close, hasn't he? Hit he's the bar against Man United. He had one against Everton that wasn't as close. But you know, as he was stepping up to take it, you're thinking, "Oh, here we go, here we go. This is trippy range." And it's kind of forgotten about that. 
um, just sort of in the head was like, well, he's he's the guy who just constantly goes cross, cross, cross every match. Some will go in. He'll always get the three bonus points if he's got an assist. But yeah, he, he is on free kicks around the penalty area as well and wouldn't yeah. put it past one of those to go in. A Chelsea defender, yeah, I was that was planning on that all along. But I think first of all, for me, the first defender I want to get, and a lot of people already have him, is Pedro Porro. Yeah, yeah. Have the big setback of you probably won't get clean sheets, which is quite a big deal for defenders. But um, he's so creative though, isn't he? I think he's has he got three assists in his last four, which oh, is insane. Yeah, I, I, I flicked over to the to the Spurs match once. Newcastle was full time, and he was just. I think he's taken over for Madison as like the creative center point of that team. It was, it was, I can't remember the last time I've seen yeah. a right back be so attacking. He, he's on corners, he's on set pieces, and that's how yeah. he assisted the the Tottenham goal. So that, that's great to have in his locker. I was looking at the stats, he had five shots against West Ham and he created five shots. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> Richarlison missed a sitter. From a Poro cross, it was a beautiful yeah. one yeah. as well. And you're just thinking, oh, wow. I mean, th- this guy is an attacking machine. Remember when he signed for Spurs? Um, I think it was like a, one of the January windows. Um, I did like uh, did a bit of research to write a scout report on him. And that was that was the conclusion. Basically, this guy is, he's basically a wingback. He, he's freakishly attacking and he's maintained that at Spurs. He's the number, he's because of, his exploits against West Ham. He's the number one defender for shots. He's overtaken Cash and Trent. Not many of them have been on target, mind. But yeah, I think in this time where can't trust any defence to keep a clean sheet, then at least with Porro, you're getting an attacking menace. Probably one yeah. who's, who's fixture-proof in that respect because, you know, if Spurs were away to, well, they've just been away to Man City, in fairness. But for example, that sort of game, you'd still start them because... He's he's he is Tottenham's attack basically him him yeah. and Son and Kulisevsky. Uh, I, I think you definitely you have to put him up there with the likes of you know Colwell, um, Trippier. You know his transfer targets for the for the run ahead. Totally, and someone someone else who's doing very doing very well of late. He's got thirty three points in his last three matches. Is Trent Alexander Arnold? Two goals, two assists, a clean sheet. But yeah, I mean, if you think Trippy is expensive as an unknown, oh. then, then then Trent is an extra million on top of that. So eight million that... is just it just feels too much, doesn't it? It's hard to justify. Also, if you buy him now, you've sort of just missed the three holes, which I really don't like doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there is that. Time. The time was last week. Uh, the fixtures are about tough and for Liverpool, although Liverpool are so good that uh, that might not mean anything. Harry Maguire's three recent clean sheets were followed by an assist the other day. He's got Bournemouth at home next, but, but at the same time, Bournemouth's a, not an easy game anymore because they look, yeah. they've really turned the corner. So Maguire, but, he, but Maguire is cheap though. He's 4.3. Yeah. I mean, with Maguire, you, you wouldn't mind keeping him on the bench and like rotating him in every so often, would you? He he is nice and cheap as well. Any other, any other defenders or any other players worth a mention? Already covered Dubravka really in goal. No, I don't think so. I think if like 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 we've said, we we can highlight defenders. We can highlight Colwell, Pedro Porro, Trippier. I think there's I think there's a few there that you can go for. Like I think I think if you're if you're looking to go really, really cheap, then you know, you can still go for then Colwell still stands out, doesn't he? Obviously the Brentford fixtures aren't too bad. You know, they've got Sheffield United, Villa, then a blank, but then they've got Walls, Crystal Palace, and Nottingham Forest. So you could even go down to the likes of um Pinnock. I think he's. I think he leads his teammates for like shots in the box and, and non-penalty xG. So I think he he could be an additional shot. But you know we're we're really reaching here, aren't we, into the depths of FPL? Yeah, a little bit. If if someone's determined to sell Ariola but not get Dubravka, there's also Robert Sanchez, fresh from his penalty. Yeah. that would solve the Chelsea defense dilemma because that'd be a, a fairly nailed on route into the. In the back line, 
And then up front, well, I don't know. Solanke is nailed on and he's he's got seven goals. I think Bournemouth have the same. I think when we said Newcastle have Luton, Fulham and Forest as a sequence soon, Bournemouth have the same, but in a different order. So if it's yeah, so yeah. we've got to say that that's good as well. Um, Alexander Isaac, no, because Wilson's almost back. Uh, would it be reactionary to say Raul Jimenez <laughs> after his mid? Yeah, rage? I think I think a lot of people are kind of flocking to the uh, to the Fulham assets at the moment, aren't they? Because of the recent performances, you know, like to Willian, Raul. Yeah, I, I, it does feel a little uh, a little bit reactionary, but I mean they've got fixtures, haven't they? They've got Burnley and Bournemouth in the next four, so. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's tough and I, it, there's not a lot of striker options at the moment. You know, I, I've got a, oh, I've yeah. got a front three at the moment. I've got Haaland, Watkins and Darwin. And I'm really, really happy with that. And the only other option really that I'd be I'd be interested in is Solanke. You know, I came across a bizarre start the other day um, and Bournemouth were like second for shots in the box over the last six game weeks. And I just looked at that and thought, that is crazy. It just goes to show how well they've been playing at the moment. So yeah, just an emphasis on Solanke and how good how good Bournemouth have been recently. Yeah, he really has. And the other, the other thing about Jimenez is that it sort of fits in with what we said with Garnacho about if if you want to downgrade Mbumo or Diaby and sort of improve your your sort of eighth attacker, it could be Jimenez because in yeah. that blank game week. When Haaland can't play, it is Burnley at home for him. And as his fixtures during AFCON and, and Asian games are all right as well. So mm. it is reactionary. But even just for that Burnley home game, it, it could it could pay off. But what I would say is if you've got um if you've got the transfers to afford such a luxury sort of switch right now, then congratulations because uh, a lot of us are Sort of struggling, struggling <laughs> with with these recent events. Um, so well done if you can do that. Differentials. So the two of us aren't on a great streak with this because I think this is the third week in a row that both of our guys blanked. Ugh. You went with Elisa, Palace, two points. I went with Luis Diaz. He blanked, but got three points because of a clean sheet. So technically, I've won that. And we're on 3-3 three, three now, but it doesn't feel like a win. It, <laughs> I don't know how we do this going forward because that's not a, <laughs> not a success. Right. Do you have a name picked out under 10% ownership to shine this week? Yeah, it's, uh, it's someone we've already talked about, actually. I'm, I'm not too sure if you're going to have the same one as me. But yeah, I'm going to go for Garnacho. Mm-hmm. Um He's he's got Bournemouth at home now. Bournemouth are really good at the moment. You know, we've 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 talked about how good Bournemouth are, but they're very good from an attacking point of view. I still I still slightly worry that they're not great defensively. You know, they are they are up there with some of the worst teams overall this season in terms of underlying defensive data. So I, I just think that's a good game for Garnacho. You know, he's he's nice and cheap as well. And but yeah, I, I think United that's a good it's a good fixture for United, I think. You know, at home, they've had a, a, a few good results recently as well. They're going into it with high confidence. Bournemouth, yes, have got a load of confidence. I think Bournemouth will go into that thinking we can get at United, but but that means that they pretend to leave a lot of space behind and Garnacho is really fast as well. He's quick onto stuff. So I'm going to back Garnacho this week. Yeah, has sort of a slight feeling you might have <laughs> the same move there because you're right. Yes, I also have Garnacho down. You can have Garnacho. My plan B, because I'm organized enough to thought of like this, I'm going to go for someone who's in terrible form. So why am I doing this? It's it's Wissa. Brentford, oh. he's he's his form has nosedived since like game yeah. two. He finally lost his place in the start lineup the other night, but he probably gets it back now when Boomer was injured. So the reason purely is he's against Sheffield United. That's a that's a good a good a good reason to back a player. It's a good reason. And for that alone. There's, there's no bullet points here. There's no presentation. It's just, that's just why. Sheffield United is the fixture. <laughs> so, Garnacho for you, Rissa for me. 
In terms of team plans, I, I guess we might have touched on it throughout the pod already. What what do you, what do you think? Is it, have you got one free transfer or two? Yeah, just one. I'm, I am almost certainly taking a hit this week, Mark, 100%. Otherwise, I just won't be able to field um, a starting 11. You know, Cash is basically a non-asset now. He's not going to start and he plays Arsenal anyway. I suppose I'm waiting on the Mitchell news now. That that matters because if Mitchell is if if Mitchell is kind of um, a short term injury, then I will happily keep him. Um, at, you know, just as a player who actually starts because Cash mm-hmm. isn't, and and I'd probably sell Cash now. Um, I have to sell him Bumo, and I'm really a lot of people are going for Gordon or Palmer at the moment, and those that aren't going for Palmer are going for Gordon. But I really miss Bowen. You know, I just think he can score against anyone. West Ham are on a really good um, scoring run as well. And I just think they've got the, the the attack to score against any team. So for me personally, I I, I miss Bowen and I'm probably going to bring Bowen back. And and for me, I would need a cheap defender and Levi Colwell is that. So in terms of my starting 11, it's, it's likely to be Ariola, if he is kind of injured, then obviously Debravka against Tottenham. I'm going to have Simicast against Crystal Palace, who should who should start Trippier against Tottenham. Colwell will be a transfer in, and Mitchell will move to the bench. Saka will start, Palmer will start, and Boomer will be Bowen against Fulham. And Salah at front is Watkins, who I really fancy against Arsenal at home this week. <laughs> Um, Darwin and Harlan. So yeah, I, it, that's my likely plans this week. It's it's almost certainly going to be a minus four, which I'm okay with. You know, I, I need to do it. Um, I need to kind of bring in players who who I who I know are going to play for the for the period ahead, and it also gives me a bit more kind of squad depth in a, in, a, in a sense. But yeah, I suppose it it all boils down to how bad the Mitchell injury is. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's bad. It didn't look bad, but we'll just see. But yeah, in terms of captaincy, I'd say it's, it's pretty, pretty straightforward this week. And, and, and that's Haaland. Yeah. Yeah. Haaland. Yeah. Same here. Haaland. Um, despite the Luton trap, because uh, Luton do have a habit of stopping the popular players. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but you know, in recent weeks, Salah blanked against them. Son, Watkins, Luton are actually quite good at home, aren't they? Yeah. At least they're, 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 you know, they're a bit better at home than they are away. There's, there's something about them. So, so yes, some well-known players are having a bad time against Luton, but it, but it would be still wrong to not go Haaland. 100%. So I'm doing that. And to be honest, I might also be doing the same with with the transfer, certainly the Mbumo part, because, I mean, Gordon is tempting. Yeah, yes, yes. I haven't completely but, ruled out Gordon. Yeah, yeah, he is. But well, certainly from a from a supporter's perspective, I sort of don't like buying Newcastle attackers anyway because I'm already going to be chuffed when they score. So let's spread the love out a bit. Like you know, if even even if like Gordon's owned by fifty percent of managers, and I don't have him, I'd still be chuffed when he scores. So that's like. Let's spread that emotion to someone else. Um, I know that's a silly reason, but um, there's the... also it's worth mentioning. Sorry, Mark, that there's there's one point five million difference between Bowen and Gordon, mm-hmm. so that, that maybe plays a part into into our plans because we're probably going to need some money at some point, aren't we? Yeah. The, the... That 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 is to be taken into account for sure. The, the the money situation and the things that need changing elsewhere. But I sort of calculated last night that I can afford to do Bowen for Mbumo, and then should still have the money. I mean, it's dangerous to plan transfers ahead at this time, but um, I think I've planned the next three. So Bowen for Mbumo, then Poro comes in for cash, and then. Pau Torres comes in for Lascelles. I like Torres because, well, Villa did keep a clean sheet eventually against Man City midweek, but Villa's fixtures are great. He should actually be nailed on 
which Cash isn't. And to be fair, he's on more points than Cash. Like they've both scored twice. He's on more points. He's slightly cheaper. It's sort of like 4.6 million to, to cover those Villa games. Mm. I quite like yeah. that. And if it gets rid of a couple of defensive problems, you know, to, to get Porro, Bowen and a Villa defender in time for Sheffield United, I can afford to do that right now with a spare 0.1 million. So even if Porro does go up, I can still afford it. So I'm hoping, really hoping that that can be the plan forward. But I did like the Garnacho plus third striker sort of plan. But uh, I think ultimately... Garnacho just gives you so much money to play with, doesn't he? So much. I'd, uh, it's... it's, it's oh. I think he's a superb option and I'm pretty sure you're going to win the differential head-to-head this week. But... Uh, I just can't resist Bowen. And if, if if he can be afforded and if he doesn't put the next uh, desired target at risk, then, yeah, I just want Jared Bowen, basically. Yeah, Bowen, Bowen stands out, doesn't he? And like I said, a lot of people are kind of forgetting about Bowen. You know, they sold him, now they've moved on, they're moving on to the likes of Gordon and Palmer, but <laughs> Bowen is still a really good asset. You know, we have to remember how consistent he's been as well so yeah i think a lot of people are, are forgetting about bowen going into this week yeah so we'll see how that goes that's probably the move and that's a good place to wrap things up i guess it's been a pleasure to have you on the pod lewis thanks for your expertise and please make sure to check out ff community's website which has all sorts of fantasy games for, for the premier league champions league several european leagues etc give us a follow on twitter at ff community underscore and we hope to join We hope you join us next time. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.